is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Ladies and gentlemen, with the first pick in the IWC 2023 draft, what the fuck am I listening to, bro? Jesse, what type of music is this, bro? Holy shit! I feel like I should be fucking in some mafia movie, bro. Who listens to this garbage? Oh my god, I can't even do my fucking intro, man. This guy's a fucking ass. I gotta get rid of him. Listen, asshole, Goldberg is coming to AEW, and you're gonna fucking hear about it for the next four months, okay? Get this fucking music off. Who listens to this shit, man? Holy fucking shit, I can't even do my intro. Ladies and gentlemen, the WWE Draft tonight. WWE Draft tonight, man. I don't know who listens to that fucking music, man. Holy shit, you hear that shit? Where, where the fuck am I, bro? I mean, yeah, my mother's basement looks like a speakeasy, and it's the finest cocktail establishment in the entire wrestling community, but holy shit, bro. feel like I should be sitting with a plate of spaghetti and some fucking hot... Hot broad sitting across from me, man. We do the fucking 101 Dalmatian shit with the fucking spaghetti. Holy shit. What a night this is going to be, man. You guys are going crazy in the chat already. We got a $100 super chat by my guy, Nick. Motherfucking Williams with a $100 super chat. JD, I saw your tweet regarding a rumor. WrestleMania 40 main event. And honestly, I'm going to be real with you. The Roman 1000 days fans will this into existence by accident. Cody versus Roman WrestleMania 40 title versus career. That's the idea. Either Cody wins or he's forced to retire. LOL, the intro. Thank you, Nick Williams, for the 100. Give it up for Nick Williams, man. Give it up for Nick Williams. Thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, we will be talking about that rumor uh, tomorrow on an extra that is going up on the channel. Uh, we will talk about that. I got a lot to say about that. But, Nick, thank you so much for your generosity, brother. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys for being here tonight on the podcast, man. 
Let's get right into it. WWE Draft, the 2023 version of the WWE Draft. I was not really expecting much of anything tonight, to be quite honest with you. Uh, My draft interest has kind of soured over the last couple of years because obviously WWE has not really done much of anything to make it intriguing or exciting. You know, at least we didn't get you know, the typical Vince McMahon bullshit where people come out wearing their fucking colors and they're representing their brands and whatever the case may be with Vince McMahon. But the WWE draft this year, largely the same. They didn't really mix up much of anything uh, as far as presentation is concerned. There was the same presentation that we've seen in years prior. Triple H started the festivities off tonight by announcing the first round in full right at the top of the show. We'll get into that in just a little bit. And then we had a revolving door of special guests to do rounds two, three, and four. We had RVD and Michael Hayes doing round number two. We had JBL and Teddy Long, player, doing round number three. And then we had round number four with Shawn Michaels, and, oh, you didn't know, my guy Road Dog out there doing round number four, which was uh, a little heartbreaking for them because that's the only round that saw NXT talent get called up for the main roster. But as far as the draft is concerned, presentation was largely largely the same We had a revolving door of uh, legends and notable WWE figures introducing the rounds. And we got a little peek at the Performance Center. And I hope they do that on Monday. That was a nice little touch. You got the Performance Center, all of the NXT roster, watching the WWE draft from the Performance Center, wondering and hoping that they get called up to the main roster on Raw and SmackDown. And that was basically it. That was basically it. We've seen a couple of people from Monday Night Raw get drafted to SmackDown. Some of them competed in the ring on Friday night. And there wasn't a lot of excitement. It was basically paint-by-the-numbers WWE for their draft. Honestly, I I mean, if... If you miss this show, and I'm being completely honest, if you miss this show, you didn't really miss much of anything. You didn't miss much in the draft. There was no big surprises. There was no Braun Breaker. There was no Roxanne Perez. There was no NXT presence on this show at all, except for a couple of surprises as Indy Hartwell, Alba Fire, and Isla Dawn got called up. I didn't expect those names to get called up at all. But we will get into that in just a little bit. But like I said, man, the draft was largely same old, same old, paint by the numbers for WWE. The biggest thing that people were talking about tonight was the first round. And I might as well start with this because I know a lot of people are going to get into it and wonder and start asking questions and start burying Cody Rhodes. WWE obviously because he's the biggest name in the industry, obviously drafted Roman Reigns to SmackDown. He stays on SmackDown with the WWE Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. He's not going anywhere. Along with Roman Reigns, there was a package deal 
Now, we didn't get any inside info on how this came to be or why the Usos weren't a part of this package deal. Roman Reigns was drafted with Paul Heyman, obviously, and Solo Sokoa. So, some of the bloodline, some of the bloodline, three-fifths of the bloodline remain on SmackDown. And then, obviously, with Monday Night Raw, their first pick, it was not going to be anybody else but him. Monday Night Raw, right after Roman Reigns, chose Cody Rhodes as their number one pick in the first round of the 2023 WWE Draft. This was going to be a hot-button topic, whether you wanted to discuss it or not. Ever since the World Heavyweight Championship was unveiled on Monday night, a lot of people were like, well, what does this mean? A lot of people were asking questions. What does this mean? Is Cody going to win the World Heavyweight Championship? That now only is facilitating, in theory, amongst these people now that Cody is staying on Monday Night Raw and that's where the World's Heavyweight Championship will be because Roman is staying on SmackDown with the other two titles. WWE has separated Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes in the draft. I'm not upset. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm not frustrated. I'm not sitting here saying that WWE fucked up. WWE did not fuck up. Now, whether you want to believe me or not, I only want the best for WWE. I I actually like what I do very much. And I'm a huge fan of WWE. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. There are some instances where I don't trust them. There are some instances where I don't trust them ever. This is not one of their situations that I'm going into guns blazing angry. I trust them in this situation. And I hope I could ease you guys into being a little bit more calmer when it comes to this. I'm not the guy that's going to sit here and tell you, let it play out. But it's not a big deal that Cody Rhodes got moved over to Monday Night Raw, away from Roman Reigns. Did you honestly expect, honestly, ask yourself this question. Did you honestly expect Fox Sports to get both Cody and Roman Reigns on the same show? I, I don't get that. I don't really understand your logic there. What, what are you upset about? These are the top two names, not only in WWE, these are the top two names in the industry. Why would you put the number one and number two, heel and babyface, number one and number two, in the company, top heel and top babyface in the company, on the same show. Seth Rollins is great. He is. Drew McIntyre is great. We all know that. They are not men that are going to lead a brand as a face of the company. Whether you want to admit it or not, Seth Rollins is not Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins is not the guy that people are going to look at to lead a show on his own. He's not. He's not as big as Cody. He's not as over as Cody. And he's not Cody Rhodes. WWE right now is in a very good place with the top of their card. 
They have two legitimate megastars in Roman and Cody to lead Raw and SmackDown. Why would you put both of them on the same show? That would be fucking stupid. Stupid. A lot of people are like, oh, his story is finished. This chapter is going to be closed. He's going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Cody Rhodes is not going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Will he challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship? Possibly. I know I'd do it. I know I would do it that way because it's going to lead to a bigger story. Cody Rhodes is not winning the World Heavyweight Championship all because he's staying on Monday Night Raw. They're not going to abandon the Cody and Roman story. That would be absolutely fucking ridiculous for them to do. That would blatantly be creative and you taking a shit all over what you've done over the last year. Why would they go and do that? I know we don't trust WWE. I know we don't trust the guy who's really in charge. I know with Vince's presence there that there's a dark cloud and this this doubt that is hanging over the company. They are not that stupid. They cannot be. I refuse to think they are that stupid. WWE realizes that there is only one way here and that it's Cody versus Roman. When that happens, I don't know. You guys, on, you guys know I'm pushing for SummerSlam. With these recent reports, which I hope none of you believe, because, I mean, shit can change like that at the drop of a dime. And how many times did we hear, oh, The Rock, The Rock is planned. WWE wants The Rock. And then come January, we got no answer from The Rock. Two weeks before the Royal Rumble, no answer from The Rock. And then The Rock backs out because he's not in-ring ready in January. Then they go to their plan B which was Cody Rhodes. I don't believe any rumor about Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 40. I don't think that's the right decision. Even though it's the right match, it's not the right decision to take it all the way to WrestleMania 40. SummerSlam is the end. That's where it needs to be. But how do we get there with Cody Rhodes on Monday Night Raw, JD? There are ways to do it. There are ways to do it. One of those ways is money in the bank. I said this on Twitter today. If Cody gets drafted to the opposite brand that Roman Reigns is on, he's not winning the World Heavyweight Championship, and he's going to find his way back to Roman via some other way, whether that's money in the bank in London, which is a high probability, or WWE gives us a King of the Ring tournament in between now and SummerSlam, which is probably not going to happen because we're getting a tournament for this World Heavyweight Championship. Cody Rhodes is going to challenge for the World's Heavyweight Championship. But he's going to lose to Seth Rollins. That will be your final. There is no better opponent. There should be no other opponent on that fucking run sheet but Cody Rhodes for Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins deserves his win back over Cody Rhodes after going 3-0 over Seth. Seth Rollins hasn't won one fucking match against Cody Rhodes. That is his win right there in Saudi. You crown him the world heavyweight champion. This will further build the adversity for Cody Rhodes' story. This will take Cody Rhodes into a pit of despair, a downfall of sorts. And then he will vie and qualify for the money in the bank and win the money in the bank. 
and then cash in like the man he is. Not cheaply steal the title after Roman already wrestled the 30-minute match. Not do what a heel would do and randomly show up out of nowhere and blindside the babyface, or the heel rather, as a babyface, and blast him from behind with the briefcase and then win the World Heavyweight Championship. No. No, he's going to win it. He's going to cash in. Same thing that RVD did for John Cena, if you guys remember, at One Night Stand 2006. And then he wins the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship at SummerSlam in Detroit at Ford Field in front of 60 to 70,000 people. But Cody will struggle getting there. Cody will struggle getting there. And WWE should have Cody struggle. Cody has Brock coming up in a week. Cody's going to win that world championship, feel heartbreak, or fight for that world championship, rather, and go through heartbreak again. He's going to lose to Seth. And then he's going to try and win the money in the bank because that's his only other option. He will be out of options at that point. And then SummerSlam should be the destination for Roman and Cody Rhodes. No doubt about it. I do not like this rumor about WrestleMania. They're going to hold off till WrestleMania. No. That's way too long. I got my reservations and concerns about that. That's way too long. You're going to run the risk of fatigue even further with Roman Reigns holding the championship when fans right now are dying to see him lose. And then you're going to run the risk of trying to keep Cody Rhodes as hot as he is now for the rest of the year. I don't know if that's going to be a good look for WWE. WWE could have struck while the iron was hot at WrestleMania. I'm glad they didn't. But I question why they didn't if their world championship was already in production since last year. I don't get it. If you knew you wanted to unveil a new world heavyweight championship, why didn't you have Cody Rhodes win the world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania and then split the titles via this draft? That's what I wonder. But this is all going to play into the bigger picture for Cody Rhodes. I already hear a lot of people, well, what about L.A. Knight? Shouldn't he win the money in the bank? Why do we got to give it to Cody? L.A. Knight is not a world champion right now. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. L.A. Knight, do you see L.A. Knight winning the World Heavyweight Championship? Depends on what brand he goes to. But if Seth Rollins is the champion over on Monday Night Raw and L.A. Knight gets drafted to Monday Night, I could certainly see that being a main roster heavyweight title feud. Maybe we'll talk about it at the end of the year, but the way you see L.A. Knight now, do you see him as a world champion? No. No, you don't. So stop bullshitting. And neither does WWE. L.A. Knight's not ready. Cody Rhodes winning money in the bank makes the most sense. Adversity. We wanted him to have some adversity. This is it. A lot of people are saying, well, Maybe they hold off and have him win the Royal Rumble. I would rather Cody Rhodes win the money in the bank than having him win the Royal Rumble for a second year in a row. Even though they probably would do it a lot differently next year. Probably have him come out at number one and win the whole fucking thing. I mean, you thought number 30 was predictable. Holy shit, I gotta go through another Royal Rumble with the first guy coming out being Cody Rhodes? Winning the whole fucking thing in a predictable fucking Rumble? The Rumble to me is sacred. The Rumble to me should be preserved. Give him the money in the bank and have him cash in like a fucking hero. 
I want Roman. This is my moment. This is my story. That's it. I don't understand what people are so upset about. Triple H even said tonight that there will be transfers or trades. I don't know if that really means trades or not. There will be transfers. Like there'll be swapping of talent. Trades. I don't know if that's going to include Cody Rhodes. But a lot of people were freaking out over nothing tonight. Cody's on Monday. He will end up on Friday. At that point, you establish a World Heavyweight Champion, and then you get that main event scene to where it needs to be so that it could anchor Monday Night Raw, because right now they got nothing. There's no World Champion over there. They got a championship, but no champion. We haven't really done the tournament yet. It hasn't started. Let's get Monday Night Raw settled before we start planning Cody Rhodes' fucking uh, doom and gloom over WWE. It's going to be okay. It really is. Outside that, we'll talk about Bianca Belair getting drafted to, to SmackDown from Monday Night Raw with the Raw Women's Championship. I don't know what that means. A lot of people were like, well, there, there goes the World Championship on Monday Night Raw for the ladies. is going to win the World Championship. But we got EO and Damage Control being drafted over to SmackDown. So I guess that works in some weird way. Are they going to flip the titles? Are they going to give Rhea Ripley the Monday Night Raw title? And Bianca Belair, the SmackDown women's title. This is why I don't like this. I don't know why I don't know why champions are drafted. If you are holding a championship like this, then you should stay on your respective brand. Because now we're going to have a flopping or, or or swapping rather, flip-flopping the fucking titles. And now Bianca Belair is going to be rec- recognized as a SmackDown Women's Champion, but she's not because she never won that championship. She won the Raw Women's Championship. She's got a reign of what? Over a year. And now you're going to take that away from her to put a blue belt on her and give Rhea Ripley the Raw title. But she didn't win the Raw title. She won the SmackDown Women's title. I don't get it. Unless we get a unification match, which would fucking make me a very happy guy. But I doubt that is going to happen because WWE would never take a risk like that. Do I think that would be best for the women's division? Absolutely. I think, I think that would work for the men's tag team division as well. Why do we need two sets of women's titles? Why do we need two sets of tag team titles for the men? I've been preaching this shit for fucking... Forever, since 2016. We'll talk about it. NXT talent got called up tonight. Indy Hartwell, Alba Fire, Isla Dawn. That was it for Friday Night SmackDown. Obviously, we will have more happening on Monday Night Raw. Apparently, Saturday morning, tomorrow morning, there will be more drafts. Draft picks, I should say. And more roster members going to their appropriate shows this year. Uh, they will be doing the supplemental draft tomorrow morning. Whoever didn't get drafted tonight will be drafted tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. on their uh, SmackDown exclusive Peacock show at 10 a.m. I don't know what it's called, Talking Smack or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but we will uh, go over that when the time comes. But the WWE draft, man, a lot, a lot more questions than answers coming out of this thing. And everything should have really been laid out for us tonight, so we are not coming into this asking a whole slew of questions. 
Everything should have been kind of straightforward, and WWE did not do that tonight. And that's why a lot of fans gave a mixed reaction, and that's why a lot of fans were sitting there kind of disappointed with the way the entire draft came off. WWE just adds more problems on top of their current problems, and then nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So we'll try and make the best of it. We'll try and go over what happened there, but I swear to God, man, stop complaining about Cody Rhodes. It's not the end of the world. It's not. He's on Raw. Roman's on SmackDown. Cody will probably get into the tournament and probably get to the finals and probably lose to Seth Rollins because that's the money match there. Give Seth his win back. And then Cody can go and struggle on his way to money in the bank. And he's got to go through all these trials and tribulations to get back to Roman, which I hope, and a lot of people hope, it's just not me, hope that it happens at SummerSlam. We will see what happens. I appreciate you guys very much for joining me on the podcast tonight. We are going to go over the rest of the show, like I said. And this is off the script, man. 2,800 people in here tonight. Thank you very much for all of your support. Hit that thumbs up, man. We got 600 likes. I need at least a minimum of 1,000 likes tonight. If you guys can do that for me. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that bell for all notifications. Thank you guys this week for 145,000 subscribers. Super chats are open. Thank you to Nick Williams for that $100 bomb. You guys can get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. With our cold beverages, memberships are open. Get them on in. Hit that join button down below. Become a member right here on Off The Scripts. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel with more videos coming this weekend, man. So please keep an eye on your sub boxes. There will be multiple videos this weekend. Yesterday, we were live for episode 475 of the podcast. We talked about the lawsuit that Vince McMahon got thrown at him this week. Racial discrimination from an ex-WWE writer. Go check that out amongst everything else. Wednesday's Dynamite, Raw, you name it, man. Everything you need is on the homepage. Go check that out. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. Use that code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And please, guys, also important, we got a new T-shirt out. We got a new T-shirt out, man. Summer Scam, the lamest party of the summer. Now with the new SummerSlam logo design, get yours today exclusively on bonfire.com. Link is down below in the description below. Shout out to my guy Salrex for that design. Right now, there's only one of them on the website. There are two revolving designs. As soon as that campaign is over with, the the other design will go up. So make sure you guys go get that today. Bonfire.com. It's a great way to support the show. Bonfire.com, the exclusive home of the new Summer Scam design. Right here on Off The Script. Let's start at the top with the WWE draft, man. Triple H came out. Michael Cole once again throwing it in everybody's face that he's the guy that runs this place. Is he now? We didn't hear any Vince McMahon news coming out of tonight's show in Corpses Christi, Texas. 
Maybe he doesn't like corpses, Christy. I don't know. I don't know. Triple H made his ring entrance or his uh, stage entrance. Call called him the man who runs this place. Triple H stood at the podium on the entrance stage and welcomed everyone to Friday Night SmackDown. He said first he wanted to lay down some ground rules because everybody knows I'm a stickler for rules. It's good to know. It's good to know. Your father-in-law doesn't have a fucking clue as to what the rules are and doesn't give a shit about the rules. So it's good to know that the guy that runs this place, the chief content officer, Triple H, Paul Levesque, is a stickler for rules. Good. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He said everyone on the roster might be moved to another brand. He said half would be drafted tonight and then half on Monday. So we got a graphic that showed half the roster up for the draft tonight. A lot of these guys were not eligible tonight and they will be eligible on Monday. So he said some select wrestlers from NXT will also be eligible. He said the draft moves will go into effect on May 8th. The first Raw after Backlash. All right, so that's not bad. So we're getting the draft happening. Guys and the girls are going to get their feet situated on their new shows. And then after Backlash, which makes sense. So we got uh, another Monday and another Friday to go through to uh, get through all this nonsense. We'll get to Backlash and then that following week. We'll get brand new stories, a brand new vibe, feel, feuds, matches. Should be good. Should be good. So the draft moves will go into effect on May 8th. And then he asked everybody, are you ready? Fans cheered. Triple H announced that SmackDown's first pick was a package deal. Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa, and Roman Reigns. Obviously, no surprise. Nobody should be surprised at all. Now, Wade Barrett said that's no surprise. They didn't do uh, a great job at all of explaining how more than one person here in the bloodline can be grouped as a single pick like that. I mean, they didn't really say that for really anybody. I know Imperium got drafted over to Monday Night Raw. They didn't really lay down the ground rules for groups or factions or tag teams. They've been saying that tag teams can get split up, but nobody was really split up on the show tonight as the OC, Imperium, Damage Control, they all remained intact. Street Profits all remained intact 
on WWE television. So WWE did not do a, a job at all. They didn't really say anything at all about why there were some factions that were taken as a package deal. So we will see what happens with that moving forward on Monday. Maybe we will get some splits. I know they've been teasing Otis and Gable splitting. So we will see what happens with that on Monday. Triple H explained that Reigns will remain exclusive to SmackDown. So that means the new World's Heavyweight Champion will be exclusive to Raw. And I talked about this on last night's show on episode 475. I think the World Heavyweight Championship is kind of synonymous. It's a symbol for what is really going on backstage, man. The divisive WWE creative department. I think the World Heavyweight Championship is Triple H's and Roman Reigns and the World Heavyweight Championship that he holds, the Universal Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship, is more likely being spearheaded by Vince McMahon. And I do think, I could be wrong, but I just have a very strong feeling that Vince McMahon was definitely the one who made the decision to have Roman Reigns retain the title at WrestleMania. And I know Triple H wanted to really get rid of this dual championship bullshit. He wanted a champion back on Monday Night Raw. He's been wanting it for a while. I know it was reported several times that it was the one mess that he wanted to really fix from the Vince McMahon administration, but he could not do it. He was not allowed to do it. So I feel like the World Heavyweight Championship is almost like a compromise from Vince to his son-in-law. All right, I want what I want with Roman. I'm not going to make you happy, obviously, doing that. I'm tired of hearing your bitching and moaning. So we'll give you a World Heavyweight Championship. So now there's three world champions or three world championships. Roman's holding two of them. They're not unified because he's still carrying two titles. And the World Heavyweight Championship is now on Monday night. That's just my opinion. I mean, take it or leave it. That's just the way I feel. It's definitely, uh, there's, a, there's definitely a lot of symbolism around that World Heavyweight Championship that you probably won't really figure out or find out about. But I just feel like it's a very odd thing that they didn't do what they should have did at WrestleMania, and that was have Cody win and then split the championships. Then you wouldn't have been in this mess. If you wanted to do that, I'm glad that he lost. But looking back at it, it's very difficult for me not to question why they didn't do it and pull the trigger on Cody at Mania. If this is what you wanted to do. So Triple H revealed that Cody will be going to Monday Night Raw. Cody's music played. This was not a surprise because they are the top two guys, not only in the WWE, but in the industry right now. So we have Cody and Roman on separate shows. They are the star of their respective brand. Triple H then announced that SmackDown's second pick in the first round was Bianca Belair. Now, it's interesting that Bianca Belair got chosen. I think Rhea Ripley's on the Monday Night Raw pool. That's why she wasn't uh, picked tonight. Bianca Belair is the Raw Women's Champion. And I don't really like... Now, Roman Reigns is in a league of his own. He's got two world championships. Clearly, he needs to be drafted to a show, right? But... WWE should really lay the, the groundwork for these, these drafts moving forward, man. You know, I don't really understand why championships need to really swap shows. Honestly, does it make things a little different? Sure. But when you got a Raw Women's Championship that's red and a SmackDown Women's Championship that's blue, it makes things a little bit more fucking dicey. Makes it a little bit more ridiculous. 
So now Bianca Belair, who's the Raw Women's Champion, is on SmackDown holding a red title. And Rhea Ripley, don't know where she goes. I don't. We don't know what's going to happen with Rhea Ripley until we get to Monday. For all we know, she could be drafted to SmackDown too. I don't know why Judgment Day would stay on Monday Night Raw. I really don't. I mean, they're feuding with Legato. Maybe they stay over there and they draft the LWO to Monday Night Raw. I have no fucking clue. I, I don't know. We won't know till we get to Monday. But there are a couple of things that can happen here. Now, Judgment Day, we won't know till Monday. But Damage Control was a Monday Night Raw act. And they are getting drafted to SmackDown. Now, EO is challenging Bianca Belair at the pay-per-view in Puerto Rico for the Monday Night Raw Women's Championship. So, you got EO and Bianca, SmackDown superstars, now, battling over the Raw Women's Championship. A lot of people were like, well, if Damage Control, this, this was before the Damage Control draft at the end of the show. People were like, well, Bianca Belair could just lose it to EO, and EO could stay on Raw. Well, that can't happen now because EO is on SmackDown. Damage Control was drafted to SmackDown. So what are we going to do here? No matter who wins, is still going to be a SmackDown superstar, and they're holding a Raw title. They booked themselves into a corner with that one. How's that going to work? Unless one of them gets transferred over to Monday Night Raw, Triple H did say that there would be transfers. Maybe EO wins the title because it's easier to transfer EO back over to Monday than it would be Bianca. And Bianca on SmackDown was something that I had predicted months ago anyway. I mean, it just makes sense because you know they're prepping everybody for a Bianca and Charlotte WrestleMania match, and they're going to be on the same fucking show, so... I mean, that's just coming. So get used to that. Get ready. Get prepped. That's coming for sure. It would be a lot easier for them to transfer EO away from damage control. Maybe that's how they split damage control by EO going over to Raw, winning the title at Puerto Rico at Backlash, and then transferring over to Monday Night Raw and put the title back over there. And then Rhea Ripley can get drafted to SmackDown along with the rest of Judgment Day. That would give Rhea and Bianca the opportunity to be on the same brand, which I really hope happens. Because that's the match everybody wants to see. That's the women's championship match that I think would be a main event WrestleMania-worthy match if they want to go and do that. So that's one thing that they could do. EO and Bianca, both SmackDown women's wrestlers now, Bianca holding the Raw women's title. EO could win it, and then she can get drafted over to Monday Night Raw. Or not drafted, I guess transferred over to Monday Night Raw. The title could go back over there, and damage control could be on the splits. And then Bianca could stay on SmackDown, and she doesn't have to worry about holding a championship. Or, or, we can get Rhea... Over on Monday Night Raw, being that she's the SmackDown champion, they'll just simply flop champions. They'll do the title swap like they did last time we seen it with Becky and Charlotte, which I think would be fucking cringe. I don't know how that works in the record books. I guess they just put an asterisk next to their name. But I mean, it would really defeat the purpose. It would really defeat the purpose of Bianca Belair holding the championship all those days to give up the championship because she got drafted via the draft instead of dropping it to somebody else. That's the problem that I have with it. I don't know why this happens. You might as well just keep them on the same fucking show that they're holding the championship for. So from my, from me to you, 
from me to you. It makes a, a lot more sense now, being that they're both on the same show, for Bianca to lose to Io. Because how would you feel if you're Io Shirai or Io Sky? How would you feel looking at this as a fan? Man, Bianca's held that belt all these days, 300 days, a year or some change, right? 365 days or whatever the fuck it was. And then she's got to end her reign because she got drafted to the other fucking show. She's got to give up the title to take the other champion's title. Now she's the SmackDown champ. Give me a fucking break. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now Bianca's in a position to lose the championship to Io, and that's what should happen. Io should beat Bianca Belair at Backlash, and Io should end her reign. That's what should be. Pay it forward. Instead of swapping the fucking championships. It's ridiculous. Or, instead of swapping the titles between Rhea and Bianca, we can have a unification match. Maybe we get a unification match. That's the... That's probably the least likely of what's going to happen here. But stranger things have happened. I could wish upon a star. We don't need two women's championships. We don't. We need one women's championship. One WWE women's championship. Enough of this fucking split-branded bullshit. I don't know, man. Which way would you do it? How would you have it go? I don't know. Or better yet, how about this one? Let's pull this one out of my fucking pocket, man. Let me dig deep into this one. If WWE knew that they wanted to draft Bianca Belair over to SmackDown with the Raw Women's Championship, why didn't they just have Bianca Belair lose the fucking WrestleMania match that she had with Asuka? Why didn't they just give the title to Asuka at WrestleMania like they should? I even said it word for word. I said it on that night. On night two, I said it. Why didn't Asuka win the championship? Because I just foresee Bianca Belair getting drafted to SmackDown. Why didn't they just do it then at WrestleMania? Would have saved everybody a lot of headache now, huh? If you wanted Bianca on SmackDown, which made the most sense then, it makes sense now because she's done everything on Monday Night Raw that one could do. Really makes you question, right? So which way are they going to go? Is EO going to win the title? Is EO going to be the, the, the new Raw Women's Champion and then get transferred over to Monday Night Raw because she's the Raw Women's Champion? Is that how they're going to find their out there? Easy enough. She beats Bianca Belair, ends her historic reign as the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion of all time. EO gets transferred to Monday Night Raw, and Bianca could stay on SmackDown. That could be her new home. EO is now the queen of that division. Easy. Very easy. No swapping of the titles. No, here's your title. Let me take your title now because we're on opposite shows. Or the least likely, the option, we get a fucking unification match between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, and then we crown one women's champion. I doubt that's going to happen. I'd love to see it, but option number one with EO winning the title and then being moved over to Monday Night Raw because she is the Raw Women's Champion would make a lot more sense. And then Becky Lynch. Triple H announced Becky Lynch was the second pick for Monday Night Raw, so she remains... On Monday nights, and 
She can continue chasing her precious, my little hobbitses. Becky Lynch stays on Monday Night Raw. That concludes the first round. The second round is uh, coming up later in the show. So at the end of all of this round one, the Usos came out to the stage and then they cut a promo in regards to tonight's main event. So the, the Usos said that they will be tag team champions by the end of the night. Jay says he knows Reigns is at home watching. Jimmy said Reigns hasn't been returning their texts or calls, DMs, emails, smoke signals. No matter what they are trying to do, Roman Reigns is ignoring their cries for attention. So, obviously, Roman Reigns is upset that they lost the tag team titles at WrestleMania, and the Usos are vowing to get them back, and they're going to dedicate this win tonight to the Tribal Chief. Jay said Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are the twos, and they are the ones. Owens and Sami Zayn came out, and they're on the stage, and they're face-to-face with the Usos. Sami said he's not there to talk them into or out of anything, but it sure says a lot that Reigns, Solo, and Heyman were drafted as a package deal without the Usos included. So Sami is basically trying to open the Usos' eyes about what's going on around them and how Reigns is reacting to them, and they are not seeing it. The Usos are not seeing it. Owens yelled that he's basically tired of all this shit because Jimmy got in his face and predicted that KO was going to turn on Sammy tonight. Owens says, no, 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 I'm tired of this shit. He says he doesn't care what happens to them or Roman All that matters to him is that he and Sammy beat the shit out of them and keep their tag team titles. So that is the main event. WrestleMania night one tag team title match main event tonight. Rematch tonight in the main event. Butch and LA Knight one-on-one this evening. A lot of people were like, well, what happened to Butch? Where's his name? I thought we were getting Pete Dunn back. I know Jesse inquired to me, I thought we were getting Pete Dunn back with this draft. Maybe. Not yet. It's going to be one of those uh, things that's going to happen later in the year. I believe it's a work in progress, and I believe Triple H is trying to work towards making it make sense. Because right now, he's pretty popular with Sheamus and Rich Holland. The, The Brawling Brutes are pretty popular. So you're going to need to do that very, very carefully here. But it is going to happen, and I do believe the rumors because Butch is going nowhere. He'll go nowhere with that name. I can't see Butch wrestling Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship or Butch versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. No, Pete Dunne sounds a lot better against Austin Theory. Pete Dunne versus Gunther, right? So we got this match one-on-one. This came about last week when L.A. Knight crossed paths with Sheamus, Bush, and Rich Holland. Basically set up this match. Fun little match between these two, man. This is a glimpse of what could happen in the WWE mid-card. Either for a United States Championship or a Intercontinental Championship. 
And LA Knight finally gets a victory. Finally gets a victory. So Butch was in control. He was working over LA Knight's fingers. He was doing the joint manipulation shtick that he usually does. Knight, he battles back. He dropped Butch on the apron. The fans were very, very big into cor- uh, in Corpses Christie to LA Knight, fan- uh, chanting LA Knight, LA Knight. Butch regained control here after LA Knight was on offense. He had a moonsault out to the floor, and Butch climbed to the top rope. LA Knight cut him off. Butch fought back, knocked him off the top rope. Knight recovered here, leapt to the top rope, and delivered a beautiful, and I mean picture-perfect, superplex off the top rope. He went for a cover, got a near fall. After the right arm, Hit his finish, blunt force trauma for the one, two, three. LA Knight gets a victory over Butch on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, it looks like to me, SmackDown. I think LA Knight staying on SmackDown, he could be a major player for the World Heavyweight Championship if WWE wants that to happen. I mean, he's he's good enough. He's over enough. I know I said before I don't see him as a world heavyweight champion yet, but we see a lot of anybody, any foil to a Seth Rollins or somebody like that. I think that would be fantastic. Just got to build him up. Just got to build him up. So we'll see what happens. With Butch losing, I feel like they're out the door. They've done everything they can on SmackDown. Maybe the Brawling Brutes get moved over to Monday Night Raw. We'll see. My sound is cutting in and out. That should fix the problem now. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm sorry about that. Don't know why the sound was cutting out. I changed cables earlier in the evening, and clearly that's not the issue. So sound should be okay from this point on. What I was saying, I don't know where I got cut off. I don't know where I got cut off. Um, L.A. Knight. I would actually move L.A. Knight over to Monday Night Raw and have him be a foil to Seth Rollins for the World's Heavyweight Championship. But I do feel like the Brawling Brutes are going to get moved instead, and LA Knight's going to stay on SmackDown. So I feel like with LA Knight, no matter where he goes, he's going to be a major player. I think Triple H has got big plans for him, and I do think that Triple H is going to take care of him very well on the main roster. The Usos. They were in the back, sitting on the couch with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa standing behind them. Heyman noted that the Usos will be drafted tonight to the Island of Relevancy as champions once again. Or 
they will get drafted to the ocean of obscurity as ex-champions. Heyman said the Tribal Chief wants them to know that success is their only avenue. He gave them a pep talk that bordered basically on what sounded like a threat. He kept looking at Solo Sokoa. He handed uh, white tape to Solo Sokoa as he wrapped his thumb for the Samoan Spike. And he was looking at Solo in a way where he had some devious plan to get rid of the Usos or something bad was going to happen to the Usos. Paul Heyman was very, very, I, I would say, sneaky and very dubious is a good word. Dubious in this role here, in this segment with Solo Sokoa and the Usos. So uh, obviously Heyman is dropping some little Easter eggs and some little teases here about what's to come. And uh, what's to come is not good for the Usos because they lost tonight and Roman Reigns is not going to really find great pleasure in uh, anything with the Usos. Rob Van Dam, the whole fucking show, is on SmackDown as a guest, I guess, what do you call it? He's uh, a guest announcer for the WWE draft tonight. So he's out there with Michael P.S. Hayes. And they make their way out to the podium. And they cut to the NXT wrestlers during this part of the show at the Performance Center. And they're all excited. Yeah, they're watching the show, man. Who's going to get drafted to uh, the main roster? So Michael Hayes is out there. And everybody loved RVD, man. Everybody's chanting RVD. They missed RVD. Michael Hayes says that SmackDown in the second round, their first pick was the Street Profits. So Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are staying together. A lot of people were like, well, they're getting split up. I don't know what good that would do. I really don't. There's got to be a time and a place for that to happen, man. You got to have the breakup first. I don't know who breaks away from who, but the Street Profits right now, I think they're still better together than they are solo, but it is without question, and you guys know this, that Montez Ford's going to be a mega breakout star in another year or two, and he's going to do great things for himself as a solo act. I'm worried about Angelo Dawkins when that day comes, but you need, WWE needs to make sure Angelo Dawkins is taken care of Because we all know Montez is going to be fine. What is Angelo Dawkins going to do for himself? And how is Angelo Dawkins going to be after he splits from the Street Profits? Granted, you know, I said that they're better together. Still, I don't know what else there is for them to do. I really don't. Like, What else is there for the Street Profits to do? They won the NXT Tag Team titles. They won the Raw Tag Team titles. They won the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I mean, what else is there for them to do? Who else is there for them to wrestle? Seriously. It's just not a lot for them to do. That's why everybody thought the split was going to happen tonight via the draft with the Street Profits. They did not. They did not split them up. And Montez stays on the same brand as his wife, Bianca Belair, who was drafted in the first round to SmackDown. So, Street Profits go number one in the second round. RVD then announced Imperium. Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci, and Gunther were all drafted to Raw. So the Intercontinental title moves to SmackDown. 
So basically what that means is that Austin Theory, who's on Raw now, currently is the United States champion, is going to get drafted to SmackDown because they're not going to have the IC title and the United States title on the same show. So basically they gave away a pick on Monday. Austin Theory is moving, is moving over to SmackDown. So Imperium's on Raw. I think that's great. Uh, just a little, uh, a little thought, food for thought here. Gunther is now on the same brand currently as Seth Rollins. I do not think Seth Rollins is leaving Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch is over there, so that kind of gives you a, a glimpse as to where Rollins is staying. So Rollins is more than likely staying on Raw. Rollins is on the same brand as Cody still, and Rollins now is on the same brand as Gunther. Just throwing that out there. If Rollins wins the World Heavyweight Championship, we could be looking at a Rollins versus Gunther match. At SummerSlam. Take my money. Take my money. Can't wait to see it. So Imperium's moving over to Monday Night Raw. I think that's a good move for them. Michael Hayes then revealed that Edge was moving over to SmackDown. I think that's a good move. I think Edge on Raw, he did everything he could. I think Edge on SmackDown is going to add a nice little uh, (coughs) Edge. The SmackDown. Nicely done. Very happy with that pick. And then RVD revealed, of course he did, revealed. RVD would reveal it. Matt Riddle. Sure, they have a lot in common. RVD revealed Matt Riddle was the pick for Monday Night Raw, the fourth pick in the draft for the second round. So, not bad. Not bad. Street Profits go to SmackDown. Imperium go to Raw. Edge comes over to SmackDown, and Matt Riddle stays on Monday Night Raw. Ricochet and Braun Strowman, they weren't drafted tonight. We'll see what happens with them on Monday. They were in a triple threat match with the Street Profits and the LWO, Joaquin Wild and Cruz Del Toro. So this was a little, uh, little glimpse of their tag team division. I like it. So, this was actually pretty fun for what it was, man. Went about eight minutes. Strowman cleared the ring here of the Street Profits in the LWO. He tossed Ricochet over the top rope. You know, good on Braun Strowman, man. You know, a lot of people made fun of Braun Strowman last week for him falling onto the ring apron and uh, looking like he boshed all over the place. Apparently, Braun Strowman had a concussion coming out of last week's show. So, I was actually surprised to see him in the ring tonight. It must have uh, not been that bad. But we got him... In this match with Ricochet, doing his thing. So, Strowman tossed Ricochet over the top rope. He wiped out both other teams. Um, Ricochet and Strowman are in control. Del Toro and Angelo Dawkins were working together against Ricochet. Del Toro took out Dawkins with a springboard dropkick. Joaquin Wilde tagged in. He had a big dive, wiping out the profits at ringside. Strowman tried to break up a pin attempt on Ricochet. He then cleared the ring and ran around ringside with the Strowman Express. Wee! The Strowman Express running over everyone until Dawkins hit a dive out of nowhere. Ricocheted a dive of his own. Looked great. Finish came when Montez made a blind tag. Angelo Dawkins hit a spine buster. And then Montez goes up to the top with the frog splash on Ricochet for the one, two, three. Fun match. Didn't really mean much of anything. A little glimpse of the WWE tag team division. I wonder. 
I wonder what they're planning. I know I read an article this this afternoon that WWE via the draft was going to come up with a decision for the undisputed tag team championships. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I've been calling for it for years, man. If it happens, I mean, hopefully it, it is me and everything I've said every year that's willed it into existence. We do not need two sets of tag team titles. We don't. What would make the draft and the brand split fun is if we get teams like this in one division spread across both shows with the champions roaming from Raw to SmackDown and SmackDown to Raw. That's what would be best for business. I don't know what this match meant to anybody. I don't know why this match was on the show in this context, but I hope that WWE may be leaning towards merging the divisions and making one set of titles and getting this division as one. The women's tag team titles float from show to show. I don't know why the men's tag team titles can't do the same. It's a very simple fix. Tag team division that is one makes both shows better because you're going to get all these teams that would be locked up on their specific shows. You'd get these teams every week. It would be a nice revolving door of fresh matches every week on Raw and on SmackDown. I don't, see, I don't really see the, down, the downfall of it. I don't, I don't see the downside to it. It should have happened years ago. It's the, the one thing that makes the most sense out of everything, and they've yet to do it. If you want to keep women's championships separate, if you, if you want to keep two women's championships, fine. Two world championships, fine. Secondary titles in the IC and the U.S. title, fine. But the tag team titles, they should float between both shows. Round three. Round three of the WWE Draft. We got JBL and Teddy Long, player. Teddy Long is out there. JBL made the first announcement. Bobby Lashley is moving over to SmackDown. I like this move. I like this move a lot. Roman Reigns is now getting opponents. Fresh opponents lined up for him before he has to drop the title to Cody Rhodes. AJ Styles was moved over to SmackDown as well via the OC. All of them got drafted to SmackDown. So right now from the draft, as we see it tonight, AJ Styles was also drafted in this round. I'll get to him in a second. Bobby Lashley announced in the third round here for the number one pick for SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Teddy Long announced, stays on Monday Night Raw. That puts him right at the top of the list of candidates for the World Heavyweight Championship. Should be fun. JBL then revealed that the next pick for SmackDown in the third round was AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Mia Yim. All of the OC is staying together. And then Teddy Long revealed the fourth pick for Monday Night Raw, and that is that Mike Mizanin, the Miz. The Miz is moving over to Monday Night Raw. 
Does anybody care? Probably the most boring draft. I don't know how The Miz was drafted above anybody else on this fucking show. Seriously. How is The Miz going in the fucking third round of the WWE draft? Really? Oh, but The Miz is a Hall of Famer, man. Why don't you show him some respect? The Miz is boring. Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles get drafted to SmackDown, man. Roman Reigns already has two grade A opponents for the World Heavyweight Championship. Good. That should keep him plenty busy before he drops the title to Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley? Sounds good to me. Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles? Sounds good to me. Either one of those guys would work going into Knights of Champions. Should be fun. And we're not done yet. We may get more people lined up for Roman Reigns. Zelina Vega versus Sonya Deville. This was a, I, I guess, uh, a warm-up match for Zelina Vega going into the Backlash pay-per-view where she will challenge Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know, good for Zelina, man. You know, I, I know Zelina probably can't stand me after what I said. And, and she's had a gripe with me for a, a while. She's blocked me on, on social media and, and, and whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's got to be really, really special that she gets to go into Puerto Rico and she gets to wrestle for the SmackDown Women's Championship. She won't win, but gets to wrestle for the SmackDown Women's Championship in, our, in, in Puerto Rico. Should be good. Should be very, very good, man. Um, I hope they give them more than three minutes, but she beats Sonya Deville tonight in about three minutes. Not really much happened here. I, I mean, I don't want I don't want to sit here and, and blast the match. The match was not really meant to do anything but give Zelina a win. I mean, this was not entertaining at all. I don't think Zelina is a believable opponent for Rhea Ripley. I don't. I think she's going to get slaughtered. They'll, 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 they'll make a, a match out of it, but you all know that it's just being done because of the Puerto Rican representation in, in, in that specific manner at that show. So we got this match, and she wins basically with a leverage pin out of nowhere. I mean, not much happened in this thing. At the end of the match, Rhea Ripley attacked Vega with a drop kick as she was celebrating. And she also hit DeVille. Chelsea Green stood up on the ring apron, started yelling at Rhea Ripley, which is something she don't want to do. And then she jumped to the floor when Ripley shook uh, or uh, tried to chase after her. Um, Chelsea Green looked shook and did, want, did not want anything from Rhea Ripley. Uh, Vega, when Ripley went to pick up Vega, Vega surprised her with a DDT and then rolled out of the ring. And Michael Cole said that, you know, that's all Zelina Vega needs to capitalize if Rhea Ripley wants to get cocky. Zelina Vega could pull out something like that and become the new Raw uh, SmackDown, not Raw, SmackDown Women's Champion. So, she's not winning the match. Rhea Ripley's not losing that championship, but uh, I, I guess it's uh, a nice nod, a nice little, uh, you know, here you go, Zelina, for all your hard work moment that she's getting that match at Backlash. Literally nobody else makes sense right now, and then everything's going to flip over after Backlash. So I guess if you want to do this match, it's innocent enough to get away with it. Let's get back to business after Backlash. Santos Escobar, who's backstage with Zelina Vega, 
celebrating their win. Rey Mysterio joined them. Vega told Rey that the LWO has put a spark in her like nothing else. And she's going to become the SmackDown Women's Champion in Puerto Rico. Rey said all that matters is that she believes in herself regardless of the doubters. She smiled as Rey told her she'll leave Puerto Rico as the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Sure thing, Rey. Sure thing, Rey. OC came out. They made their way to the ring. Styles, man, it's great. So great to see AJ Styles back on my television. Healthy, happy, 100% ready to go. Love it. SmackDown got a big boost with AJ Styles. And I think that's great. Carl Anderson now has something to do. Luke Gallows now has something to do. Mia Yim back in the fold. The OC back together. Some good shit. Some good shit. AJ Styles automatically gives SmackDown a top-tier world title contender. Easy. Great. He was out there before he said anything. The Viking Raiders with Valhalla made their way to the ring. Styles asked if they were there to pick a fight. And Styles pretended to back away. You know what? Listen, I'm going to sit myself in the corner. And then all of a sudden, Gallows, Anderson, and Meachin went after the Raiders in Valhalla. They gave Eric a magic killer in the middle of the ring. And he said, SmackDown. Then he spoke. SmackDown. We are just getting started. See, the OC is going to be a uh, dominating presence on SmackDown. Great to have AJ back, man. Missed him dearly. Uh, Styles also had a phenomenal forearm in this instance. After this was all over, uh, Ivar went to go check on Eric, and Styles hit him with a phenomenal forearm. Perfect. Round four of the WWE Draft. This was announced by Shawn Michaels and Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know. There you go. So... Shawn Michaels reveals the number one pick for SmackDown in the fourth round is Damage Control. All of Damage Control. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. We talked about EO earlier. So EO is now on SmackDown with Bianca Belair, who's also on SmackDown, as the Raw Women's Champion. How do we fix this? EO beats Bianca and then gets transferred over to Monday Night Raw because she's the Raw Women's Champion, and she needs to go over there and represent. Simple. Simple. And Rhea Ripley can get drafted to SmackDown, and the Women's Champion can stay on SmackDown via Rhea Ripley and Judgment Day, and there you go. Very, very simple. I'd be, I would be surprised if it doesn't play out as easy as that. I like it. I like it. So, damaged goods that's drafted to SmackDown. Then Road Dog revealed that Shinsuke Nakamura gets drafted to Monday Night Raw. That's a good move for him. It's a very good move for him. And I do feel that Nakamura is going to be built up in a manner where he is also going to be a top contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. And should be. And should be, honestly. I think that's great. Michael P.S. Hayes. Oh, not Michael P.S. Hayes. Shawn Michaels. I don't know why I got Michael P.S. Hayes in my mind. He was out earlier with fucking Teddy Long. Shawn Michaels revealed that SmackDown's third pick in the fourth round did not thrill him. He was not happy about this pick. 
But the NXT Tag Team Champions of the women's division were being drafted to SmackDown. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. The NXT Women's Tag Team Champions are moving to SmackDown. I don't know why they, out of everybody, were chosen. Alba Fire is good to be on the main roster, no doubt about it. So is Isla Dawn. Uh, They've been doing their deal for many, many, many years in the NXT uh, realm on NXT UK. Alba Fire's been on NXT for a while. And Isla Dawn just moved over to NXT here in the United States because NXT UK folded. So I don't have a problem with them getting called up. But they wouldn't have been my first choice here. They wouldn't have been my first choice. Casey Cottonzaro or, or Katana Chance, her name now on NXT, and Caden Carter should have been called up before these two. Seriously. And I mean that respectfully. Casey Cottonzaro's been there since the fucking Mae Young Classic days. How much longer does that woman need to be in NXT? Caden Carter and Katana Chance are legitimately the only fucking tag team, legitimate tag team, in the entire company for that women's division. That's it. Damage control, they're not going to be together much longer. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, not a real tag team. Natalia and her fucking seven different partners are not a tag team. Casey Cottonzaro and Katana, Ch- or Katana Chance and Caden Carter are the only legitimate tag team that's been doing tag team shit for a while, consistently. Even Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, they didn't start out as a fucking tag team on NXT. They only put them together because they came from the same fucking promotion that closed down and they're from the same part of the globe. Alba Fire's got a spooky gimmick. Isla Dawn's got a spooky gimmick. Let's pair these two ladies together. Why? They're not a legitimate tag team. You pair them together for obvious reasons. Not because they're a legitimate tag team. They are the NXT Tag Team Champions. What do we do with the NXT Tag Team Championships? Casey Cottonzaro and Caden Carter backstage during the show, they showed Mackenzie Mitchell interviewing Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Katana Chance and Caden Carter came up to them and said, well, now that you guys, I'm sure you're happy about moving to SmackDown, you know what I think? We should get a tag team title match on Tuesday. Women's tag team title match. I wonder who's going to win that one. Unless Isla Dawn and Alba Fire win and we get a unification. Because I don't understand why we need NXT Women's Tag Team titles and WWE Main Roster Women's Tag Team titles. There's no division. You got two sets of tag team titles and one legitimate tag team. A unification match in this case probably would be best. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Merge the fucking titles. Merge them. That's what I would do. But being that Katana Chance and Caden Carter challenged Isla Dawn and Alba Fire on Tuesday, we're probably going to get new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, and those titles are going to stay down in NXT. 
But I mean, a unification match would be fucking the one thing that makes the most sense. The most sense. So we got Nakamura going to Raw. Damage Control going to SmackDown. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn going to SmackDown. And then this is another one. This is another one that really dumbfounded me. Out of all the people on the NXT women's roster, WWE drafted Indy Hartwell to Monday Night Raw. Now, I don't know what that means for the NXT women's title. Because the NXT women's title has been in such limbo lately. I, I don't know what is going on down there. I don't. First, Roxanne Perez wins the title. And then she has to give it up for two weeks because of some undisclosed injury. Then she comes back and defends the fucking title after being away for two weeks in a ladder match at Stand and Deliver. She, retain, she loses the championship there to Indy Hartwell. Then Indy Hartwell gets injured on fucking Tuesday and defends the title in a triple threat match against Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton and then wins the match only to get called up on Friday via the draft and get put on Monday Night Raw as the women's champion in NXT. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Who made this decision? I don't know how they come to this decision with such chaos in that women's division. Now, you know what I'm going to ask. You know what I'm going to ask. If Indy Hartwell, because they had to know who the fuck they were moving. They had to know. From Tuesday, you didn't know you wanted to move Indy Hartwell up to the main roster. First of all, Indy Hartwell is not good. She is not. You guys are going to learn quick that Indy Hartwell is not very good, man. Green. Green is Indy Hartwell. I don't know if she's gonna, I don't know if she's gonna find success here, bro. I really don't. There's nothing special about her. She's got no gimmick. There's no character there. They'll probably pair her with Dexter Loomis because that was a thing on NXT. Maybe she'll join Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. Maybe they'll get the way back together. I don't know. Indy Hartwell is not good. Not good. You guys will find out very quickly what I'm talking about. But from Tuesday, you didn't know Indy Hartwell was getting called up to the main roster on Friday? If you knew she was going to get called up to the main roster, why didn't you have a title change on Tuesday night via the triple threat match on NXT in the main event? Why didn't Roxanne Perez win the title back? Or better yet, why didn't you give the title to Tiffany Stratton, who should be the women's champion at this point? Very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. The women's division in NXT is a fucking clusterfuck. A complete clusterfuck. Roxanne, then Indy, and now Indy wins this match to get called up, and now we got no fucking champion. No champion. She gonna just vacate the fucking title? Should have crowned Tiffany Stratton the new women's champion on Tuesday. All of this could have been avoided. So now Indy Hartwell is getting called up to Monday Night Raw. She's not really an addition to the division that you think she's going to be. There are other women on that roster that are very, very capable, much more capable 
than Indy Hartwell. I would have called up Tiffany Stratton, even though she doesn't want to. She's ready. Then you got Zoe Stark. You got Roxanne Perez. I mean, how many other women are ready for that spot? Casey Cotton-Zaro, Caden Carter. Yet we got Alba Fire, Isla Dawn, who nobody knows on the main roster, and Indy Hartwell, who's as green as a fucking, you know, as my neighbor's lawn. Very bizarre choices, man. It's almost as if they didn't really want to ruffle any feathers in that division. That they took the safest choices. Yeah, we don't really need them here. We'll call them up. It's like they didn't want to deplete their women's roster. I don't know, man. The fourth round was very, very weak, in my honest opinion, with those call-ups. No Braun Breaker, no men yet from NXT. No Cameron Grimes, no Braun Breaker, no Grayson Waller, nothing like that. No excitement. Indy Hartwell, Isla Dawn, and Alba Fire. So, that was the draft. That was basically the draft on SmackDown, man. Underwhelming? Yeah, kind of. I could see why people were upset. I could see why people were uh, a little disappointed with what happened on SmackDown tonight. But hopefully Monday Night Raw is better, man. We got three hours of Monday Night Raw. We got four rounds on this show. Maybe we get six or seven rounds on Raw. And then the supplemental draft, those who were not drafted during the live telecast are going to be drafted on Saturday morning. Uh, and, and they are the bench players, you know, the uh, not so much, uh, you know, of the roster. Not not that hit row, I believe, is a part of him. Shit row. They're there in the supplemental draft. Who cares where they go? So uh, more moves to be made within the next uh, 12 hours or so. And then we got Monday Night Raw to worry about, which uh, will uh, draft the rest of the roster where they need to be. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Uh, This was very good. Went almost 20 minutes, and this was not their WrestleMania rematch. Nowhere even close to it. Uh, I enjoyed the WrestleMania match a lot more than this. This was fine. This was very good for what it was. But a lot of people were worried about this. A lot of people were worried. Oh, I I think Sami and KO are losing. Because how could they take the tag team titles into Saudi Arabia? They don't travel to Saudi Arabia. WWE is going to end their reign before it even starts. I mean, I don't know why you guys think that. I mean, that is just utterly ridiculous to even think. That would be creative malpractice one-on-one. How to, how to show everybody how you suck as a creative writer one-on-one for WWE to do something like that. Um, I didn't have any doubt at all about who was winning this match. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens win this match. Um, it was very interesting down the stretch with the whole Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa tease uh, throughout the show. Usos jumped Sammy and Owens at the bell to get the advantage. Jay sent Zayn into the ring post, isolated Owens in the ring. They went to a commercial break. Oh, uh, Usos were uh, taking it to Owens. A lot of super kicks here. A lot of Usi kicks. In this match, fans broke into a let's go Usos, let's go Sammy chant when he got in the ring. Jay and Zayn fought on the top rope until Sammy hit a sunset bomb for a near fall. Zayn then hit the blue thunder bomb, which I adore. I love it. One of my favorite spots. Uh, He hit the blue thunder bomb for a near fall. Zayn climbed to the top rope. Jay cut him off in Zuguri. This caused Sammy Zayn to crash down to ringside. 
Owens hit a cannonball on Jimmy. He went up for a frog splash. Jimmy cut him off. Jimmy and Owens fought on the top rope. Owens got the better of Jimmy, hitting a fisherman buster off the top. Swan Tom bomb for a two count. Roman Reigns wasn't on the show tonight, but he was on the phone with Paul Heyman. We got a little picture-in-picture here showing Heyman and Solo in the back. Roman Reigns called Paul Heyman live during the telecast, and Heyman was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem, my tribal chief. And then he looked at Solo Sokoa and told him, tonight is your night. That is your cue. So Solo went out to the ring. We assumed he left as he went out to the ring. Sami Zayn went for a plancha. Jay caught him with a super kick on the outside. Great looking spot. Sammy folded like a fucking sack of potatoes. Owens in a stunner on Jimmy. He goes for a cover, gets in your fall. Sokoa's walking out to the ringside area. He's walking down the aisle. Matt Riddle stops Solo Sokoa and fought Solo to the back. So Solo was a non-factor here. Usos were in control. They hit Owens with double super kicks for a close two count. More super kicks on Owens. A double super kick to Zayn. More super kicks to Owens. Another near fall. So super kicks everywhere. ODing on the super kicks. Jay hit another super kick. He goes for another cover. Gets a two count. Usos were then setting up for the 1D. Sami Zayn pulled Jay out of the ring. Owens took advantage. Hit a stunner on Jimmy. Jimmy stumbled into the corner. Zayn hit a haluva kick on Jimmy Uso. Goes for the cover, one, two, three, and retains the tag team titles. So there you go. The good guys win. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are still your tag team champions. Solo Sokoa, he managed to escape Matt Riddle, and he was looking on from the crowd with his arms crossed, shaking his head at his brothers. Basically, the Usos lost, and Solo's basically saying, well, you guys are fucked. I can't help you now. You are not going to be on the island of relevancy much longer. Cole speculated that Reigns might not even want the Usos in the bloodline. They weren't even in the pool to be drafted on SmackDown. They're going to be drafted on Monday. They might not even be drafted to SmackDown. And if they are, they may not even be a part of the bloodline anymore. The draft continues on Monday night, and that's the hook that Michael Cole left off with. Are the Usos going to be drafted to the opposite brand? Will they be a part of the bloodline moving forward? Next week on SmackDown is going to be in Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny will be appearing. Nakamura goes one-on-one with Karrion Cross, And the OC will take on the Viking Raiders, who more than likely will be doing the deed. And the Viking Raiders will probably be moving over to Monday Night Raw. Uh, I know the draft and their uh, rosters don't get started until the Monday after Backlash, but the Viking Raiders, you know, who knows where they may end up. I feel like they'll end up on Monday Night Raw, and they will probably lose to the newest additions of the tag team division in the OC. So, again, guys, you know, the draft was not really all that exciting. Uh, A couple of questionable NXT call-ups. Cody Rhodes got drafted to Raw separated from Roman Reigns. I hope the explanation that I gave you was sufficient enough to calm you guys down. Uh, I know I've I seen, you know, I, I'm on social media during these shows, man, and I'm on Facebook and certain groups, and I see shit going around on Twitter. Everybody was losing their fucking mind. Cody's finished. The story's over. They're not going to finish the story. You, you, can't, you can't sit there and, and say that. You can't. They, they, they can't do that. 
They can't. So I feel like with Cody, it's all going to work out. But that was the only thing people were talking about tonight. That was the one thing, no matter what happened. You know, a lot really didn't happen. It was basically a ho-hum, middle-of-the-road draft. Not really uh, a lot of surprises at all. But the one thing people were complaining about is, oh, Cody's story is finished. No, it's not. Just give it time. Give it time. We ask for adversity. You're going to get adversity. It's going to be a very interesting next couple of weeks, man. What happens with Cody and Brock? Is he going to challenge for the World's Heavyweight Championship? Is there going to be a Cody and Seth round four? We don't know. It should all be good stuff. But all we know right now is that Cody and Roman are separate, and they now need to find their way back to each other because Cody is not going to let that one go. And, and he shouldn't. The way that match ended, he cannot let that go. You got to trust WWE. They're not going to let that one go. It depends on where it's going to happen. SummerSlam or WrestleMania. WrestleMania is way too long. SummerSlam is perfect to close that story. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you joining me tonight on the podcast. We got a lot covered tonight. We got a lot covered tonight. If you enjoyed the show, please hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it if you do. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes. We got 33 more likes for 1,000. Can we do it? I know we can. We have 2,800 plus in here, man. Why not? Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That is on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos on the channel. Off the script episode 475 is up there. Some extras. Monday Night Raw live stream last week. Dynamite. Or this week, I should say. This week, Raw. Dynamite. Episode 475. Extras. It's all on the homepage. Go check that stuff out. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Thank you for 145,000 subscribers. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. Code SCRIPT20 at checkout. Guys, not only is the WWE Draft this week, the NFL Draft this year, and the most exciting prospect is the prospect of being perfectly groomed. From head to toe with our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped has long had elite downfield play with their lawnmower 4.0. But in 2023, they have the rookie sensation on the field, the Beard Hedger. Which I love, by the way. To ensure the face of your franchise is a pretty one. This one-two punch of men's grooming is the best acquisition for any home general manager. So go to manscaped.com, save some money on your salary cap. And you're going to use our code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping, man. The Lawnmower 4.0. The star of this franchise. Then you got the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, which is the rookie sensation that I mentioned before. You're also going to get... The Weed Whacker 2.0. And you guys are going to get all their extras as well. The Crop Preserver. The Crop Reviver. 
You name it. All there, bro. Make sure you guys get Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code script 20 at checkout. 20% off. Go from Mr. Irrelevant to a first-round draft pick like Roman Reigns tonight. Using Manscaped. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. Thank you for your generosity tonight. We got another $100 bomb, which I'll get to in a segment. Nick, a second. Nick Williams with $100. And we had also a $100 as well come in. I got to see who that was from. I know there was another one. William Seward with a $100 bomb. But we're going to start off with Joseph Taylor. $5 super chat, man. Let me take a sip of my cold beverage. Hooligram, pro sports are scripted. If they only knew, bro. If they only knew. Joseph Taylor, JD, a match that you wish happened but did not. For me, Rock versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Rock, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero. I'd probably, I'd probably go with Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Roman Cody at WrestleMania 40. Then, not very interesting. I hope not. SummerSlam. Crypto and Poker. $2 Super Chat. JD, your thoughts on a Buffalo Trace? Old-fashioned. I like me some Buffalo Trace crypto. I got some down in the bar downstairs. My favorite whiskey right now um, is uh, Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack, man. It's a it's a nice whiskey. Nice whiskey. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. So is Roman going to be mad at Solo, too? Uh, I don't think so. Solo didn't do anything wrong. Solo got blindsided by Matt Riddle. If Roman's going to be mad at anybody, be mad at Matt Riddle. Tootie Fruity with a 199. I can't believe they kept Cody on Raw. I can believe it. I can believe it. Uh, Tootie Fruity with a 499. Would you be interested in a Grayson Waller and Austin Theory Miz tag team? No. I think I think Grayson Waller needs to be on his own, solo, away from the Miz. Opposite of the Miz, if he does get drafted. Lord Jake Coyle with a $5 Super Chat. I draft Rhea Ripley to SmackDown and do a unification match at Night of Champions. Could lead the way to them introducing a women's mid-card title. Nah. The way that I laid it out is more than likely what's going to happen. Lauren Marie Hutton with a $2 Super Chat times three. Surprise, Rhea wasn't drafted tonight. She's on Monday. She will be drafted Monday. Uh, I thought injured superstars were eligible as well. Uh, no, they'll they'll probably have some uh, free agents floating about for sure. And do you see Orton being on Raw or SmackDown when he returns? Uh, I don't know, but I'd put Orton on whatever brand Riddle and Cody is on, and that would be Raw. Because when Cody wins the World Championship, man, you better believe. You better believe. We, be- we better be getting... 
Cody versus Randy Orton for the world title. Sean Ray J with the $10 Super Chat. I think we are headed towards Seth Cody 4 at Night of Champions where Seth wins and then Cody struggles continue until Money in the Bank and then we get a cash in at SummerSlam on Roman. Yes. That is the uh, going direction of choice in the IWC. Lauren with a $2 Super Chat. Uh, do you see? I, I just I just read that one. Uh, Orton on Raw. Yes. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. What if Triple H, Cody, is traded to the other show? Like Triple H, Cody is traded to the other show. Uh, I don't know why anybody would trade Cody. Cody uh, via a trade is going to cost a lot. Lauren with a, oh boy, uh, Lauren with four $2 Super Chats. Uh, Cody Roman feud continues if they're on different shows, yes. Glad Edge is on SmackDown. Triple H will control SmackDown. We don't really know for sure what Triple H is controlling. Uh, SmackDown is shaping up to be a better roster and show. It always has been. And love you, JD. Been a fan since 2015. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Lauren. I appreciate that. Sham World with a $2 Super Chat. Decent show. Better if Roman actually showed up, though. Yeah, Roman isn't going to show up until he's got his bill that night of champions, which uh, it won't be this week. It'll probably after uh, be after Backlash. Well, you'll, you'll see Roman on that first episode after Backlash, which signifies the start of the new season. That was your first Super Chat, brother. Thank you so much for the two. Uh, Jeremy Lewis with a 20 months. Four months until my gold mic. But it would have been nice to have today as it's my 37th birthday. Cheers, JD. Shout out to all my OTS Bloodline VIPs. Yeah, man. Jeremy Lewis, thank you so much, brother. And happy birthday, bro. Hope, hopefully 37 was a good one for you. Tony Brown with a 199. Decent show tonight, JD. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. J-Ray with a 20-bomb. J.D., I love you, but WWE is that stupid. You can't give them the benefit of the doubt. May I remind you about Goldberg not putting over Wyatt, Lashley's sisters, or your legendary 2017 Battleground rant. You're speaking from a perspective as if Triple H is running these shows, and he is not. We can't keep setting ourselves up for disappointment when we know that Vince is back and really calling the shots. Uh, J-Ray, you're not wrong, uh, but, I mean, Cody got screwed out of the championship with a huge logic gap left wide open. They are going to revisit Cody and Roman, bro. It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. WWE is stupid. I agree, but, I mean... I don't think we I don't think we'll see anything as bad as Goldberg burying Wyatt, Lashley's sisters, or anything that happened at the 2017 Battleground pay-per-view. LJ best ever with the 21 months. That draft had me until I saw the Miz. Yeah, very boring choice. Very boring. Uh, funny Rob Bay with a new membership. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate you, brother. Tay Tay with a 499. 
Will we get Bloodline versus OC on SmackDown? Also, what was with the women's draft picks tonight? I don't know. I don't know. Those NXT draft picks were, uh, like I said, man, they were bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, Nick Williams, thank you again for the $100 bomb earlier in the night, brother. I appreciate you. Funny Rob Bebe with a $199. I got my first Venmo. $100 Super Chat. I'm so fire. Well, that's incredible, Rob. It's got to be great. It's a good feeling. Sinister Classic with seven months. Cody drafted to Raw so much for finishing the story. I guess he'll just be the secondary guy in WWE. Hope everyone in the venue is doing well. OTS for life. Sinister Classic. I'm uh, I'm disappointed, bro. Disappointed, man. It's almost as if I was speaking to a wall with what I said earlier in the show. You guys got to calm down, man. You guys got to calm down. Michael Bertoni with a $5 super chat. What if Triple H changes the names of the women's titles to WWE Women's Champion and World Women's Championship? Same with the tag team titles. Um, No, they're not going to do that. No reason to do that. Tay-Tay with a 199. Cody Rose versus Drew McIntyre. Book it. Yes. A lot of good matches coming out of Monday Night Raw so far. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 super chat. I had to watch my Boston Bruins choke and blow a 3-1 series lead. So I've come to the right place to be entertained. You better fucking believe it, Jacob. I know how it feels to lose a 3-1 series lead. ER Sane with a $2 super chat. Brock showing up. More than Roman. Am I dreaming? They're about the same. They're about the same. But yes, Roman has not shown face after WrestleMania. Brock has. So I guess, yeah, you're correct. Macho Maniac with a $5 super chat. This is his first super chat. J.D. been listening since the days of the blue-haired you-know-what. I wish more people were willing to hear you out on wrestling. You're a sharp dude. Yeah, Macho, it's uh, it's sad, bro. You know, I'll never get the uh, appreciation I deserve from others in the community. Uh, I just attribute it to a lot of jealousy, to be quite honest with you, because I am one of the top fan-run podcasts. In the entire community. It's literally, you know, it's literally me and Solomonster. The top two fan-focused uh, podcasts that aren't pro wrestlers. You look at the top the top charts, man, the top of the wrestling charts. It's all ex-pro wrestlers who just wanted to get into the podcast game because there's nothing else to do. But I'll never get the appreciation from anybody in the community, man. I, I won't get... Uh, I won't, I, I won't work with, you know, Fightful or or Wrestle Zone or Wrestle Geeks or whoever, man, you know. They all they all they all know what we do here. They they just don't want to acknowledge it because they, they think that uh, I'm bad news, but 
None of them really know that if you get me into a nice civil discussion that things would go well. I mean, look at what happened with the uh, Superpowers podcast. Jesse, me, BC Amplified, and Ango, man. That was a great fucking show. I don't know who wouldn't want to be a part of that. But I appreciate I appreciate you, Macho. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, Lauren with a... Big night here. Two more Super Chats. Bianca going to SmackDown as Raw champ. What the fuck? Surprise, Sheamus didn't get drafted tonight. Uh, He will be drafted on Monday. Jaxo with a $20 Super Chat. Crown Cody at Night of Champions. Retire the Universal title and have a new world champion crowned all on the same night. And shouldn't be that complicated before fans start souring on Cody. Jaxo, we're not crowning Cody as the world's heavyweight champion over Roman in Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry. That's a terrible idea. A terrible idea. Edward Liu with a 499. You could tell Vince had his prints all over this draft with the with a brand's women's champion going to the other show and the Miz drafted before the United States champion. Well, they got to save something for Monday Night Raw, guys. It's a three-hour show. It's a three-hour show, man. Do not worry about it. Jaxo with another $20 Super Chat. They have dropped seeds for Roman, Solo, and Paul Heyman turning on the Usos based on Heyman's words tonight. A betrayal is imminent. I'm telling you, man. The Usos are going to cost Roman the championship. The Usos are going to cost Roman the championship. Or Jay Uso, one of the others, is going to cost Roman the championship. Roman's not losing clean. That's the next story. Babyface Usos against Roman and Solo? Sign me up. Tay-Tay with a 499. Why is Trish Stratus involved in the WWE draft pool? And can we please keep Bobby Lashley from Bray Wyatt? I don't even think Bray Wyatt's a part of the fucking draft. And Trish Stratus is involved in the draft pool? I didn't see that. But if that is, she must be staying around. Which I don't know why. Jaxo with a $10 super chat. Why have Bianca win at WrestleMania 39? I have no idea, bro. I bought that I brought that same question up earlier. Could have saved a lot of headache by giving Oscar the Royal Women's Championship. But listen, one way or another, a Japanese woman's gonna win the championship, and we're gonna get Asuka and Eo on Monday Night Raw. Best believe it. Asuka versus Io Shirai for the Raw Women's Championship, man. Sign me the fuck up. Asato Fortune with a 550 Super Chat. If the women's title had specific names like the men, instead of calling it the SmackDown or Raw titles, no swaps would be needed. Keep on rocking, JD. Yes. Uh, Tay-Tay with a 499. Which match would you prefer? Bianca, Charlotte, Bianca, Rhea, or Bianca, Rhea, Charlotte? Bianca and Rhea, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's a match that is definitely going to happen and a match that I could see main eventing uh, WrestleMania. For sure. Soundwave 80s with a 499. Do you like Phil Collins or Genesis? If so, what are your favorite songs? My favorite Phil Collins song is In the Air Tonight. 
I grew up listening to them with uh, with my dad. My dad was big into Phil Collins and Genesis. KJ with a six months restored my OTS membership a few weeks back. Glad to be back in the fold. KJ, I'm glad that I'm glad to know that you're fucking still here, bro. Thank you so much, man. What the fuck are you drinking? Joey Avalone with seven months. Thank you, bro. Daniel C with two months. He says, yo, two months with the World Heavyweight Championship being introduced. Where could you see the main event scene go on Raw? I don't know, man. Shape it up nice. We got Cody. We got Seth. We got Nakamura over there. Drew McIntyre's over there. Who knows who's going to move over there? We could see LA Knight over there. We could see Karrion Cross over there. Should be fun. Soundwave 80s with a 199. Did you ever watch the 80s soap opera? Uh, soap opera. Falcon Crest. No, never heard of it. John with a 999 and a 199. No message. Thank you, John. Appreciate you, brother. Tay Tay with a 499. Can we draft the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic to the main roster? It's an NXT thing. I don't see them getting rid of it. Even though there really isn't a, a tag team division in NXT. I mean, it's fucking awful. Ali with a 199. It's, it's great to see AJ Styles back in WWE. Indeed. Reggie Smith with 19 months. How's it going, JD? 19 months. Honestly, I thought the draft was interesting. and should be even better come Monday. And yes, Seth deserves that title. Thank you, Reggie. I agree. Seth deserves that title. Tommy Branigan with a $5 super chat. Hey, JD, this weekend is my birthday. Can I get a shout-out from you and the OTS family? Tommy, happy fucking birthday, brother. Everybody in the OTS venue. Let's get some birthday cake emojis for Tommy. And let's get some birthday cake emojis for Jeremy Lewis as well, man. 37 years old is Jeremy Lewis and Tommy Branigan... Has a birthday this weekend, man. Happy birthday, guys. A Watson with 11 months. Cody should be the only one to defeat Roman. Cheers, bro. OTS for life. I agree. Tutti Fruity with a 499. What is the one dream match that is still possible that you want to have happen? Honestly? CM Punk versus Brian Danielson. Kappa Owens with a 199. JD, mate, thoughts on Lacey Evans? She's awful. Jose Perez with a 199. JD, what event should be Solo's coming out party? I can't answer that question, Jose. No rush. No rush. Let's get Roman to drop the titles first, and then we can talk. Sean Ray J with the $10. With Gunther going to Raw, do the Brutes go to Raw and lose to Sheamus at Money in the Bank? How do you see that playing out? Gunther taking a pinfall loss before SummerSlam. I don't know, man. I did mention earlier, I see the Brutes going over to uh, Monday Night Raw. I do. Uh, listen, I'm Team Sheamus. I'm still Team Sheamus. I think Sheamus beats Gunther for the IC title, and then Sheamus goes over and wins uh, that title, and Gunther could move on to the World's Heavyweight title. I think 
The way we see it now, he loses that before SummerSlam, and Gunther sets himself up for Rollins at SummerSlam for the World Heavyweight title. American rock star Patrick Palmer with nine months walking on this beautiful, brutal, and painful road called life. And the one thing that keeps me going is this venue. Hashtag OTS for life with nine months in the venue. Yeah, Patrick, uh, life is hard, bro. Life is hard. We're all uh, just looking to get by, and none of us are ever really truly happy. Always searching for some sort of happiness. We don't even know what the fuck that happiness is. But I'm glad you're here, bro. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Furious Nation with 18 months. Thank you, brother. Do you think SmackDown got the better of night one tonight? Yes, I do. Also, very happy to see AJ Styles back home on SmackDown, the house that AJ built. Yes, indeed. TMHD Electrics with a 199. Isn't Raw supposed to have three picks every round? I, I think they might have did it um, with SmackDown getting the first choice tonight because it's their home field. And then when Monday Night Raw comes around, maybe Raw gets three picks to SmackDown's two. So we'll see what happens. I think, the, I think they're doing home field advantage type deals. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Joseph Taylor with the $10 Super Chat. The only three good matches from Battleground 2017 was the New Day, Usos, John Cena, Miro, flag match, and Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles, United States title match. I hated that event so much, I don't even remember half that shit. All I remember is Kali coming out, and that's all. Raging Girl Gamer with a $50 super chat. No trolling. Love you, JD. And the OTS fam. I'm tired and I love y'all. I'll try to stay positive, but I don't know if I'll be here too much longer. I appreciate y'all's support. Rage, I don't know what that means or what you're talking about. You better not be going anywhere. Otherwise, I'll hunt you down and I'll kick your ass. Okay. Reach out to Jesse, reach out to Hooligram, or they reach out to you. You guys know where to reach me. I don't want to hear none of this shit. I could have swore there was another $50 super chat. I could have swore there was another 50 William Seward. Thank you for the 50 brother. Furious Nation with a $10 super chat. I think William donated 100 and a 50, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know why it's not showing in my thing here. Uh, Furious Nation with a $10 super chat. Speaking of AJ, I honestly thought he would stay on Raw because of his kids playing sports on Fridays. Maybe his kids don't play sports anymore. Tab Man with a 199. Miz over Gargano. Yikes. Guys, they split. They split the roster into two nights. There is a select number of people that could be chosen on tonight. Gargano was not a part of the, the draft tonight. It'll be fine. Furious Nation with a $5 super chat. After reading the rumors of Goldberg in AEW, just like Jesse, all I can say is shaking my head, JD. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
Matt, the PW fan with $4 Super Chat. Just finished Resident Evil 4 Remake a few days. Never played the original, but I gotta say, RE4 is the best RE game I ever played, and I love the RE Village. 4 is my favorite. Village is number 2. RE7 is number 3. A lot of people are like, well, what about Resident Evil 2? Hey, that was good, too. That's number 4. And Jason Martinez with a $2 Super Chat. Give you cred. People ask you the weirdest questions. I don't know, man. I love my fans. What could I tell you? My fans love me. What could I tell you? Anyway, guys. I appreciate you hanging out tonight. We had a great stream. You guys are awesome. It's time to get out of here. It's time to get out of here, man. You'll see me this weekend. Check your sub boxes. We got some extras coming. We got some extras coming, man. We got some topical discussions to get into this weekend, so make sure you guys are subbed and have that bell turned on for all notifications. Follow me on social media, guys, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Spontane22 with a $5 super chat. If Cody is on Raw, he can only cash in on that brand's title. No. No, he cannot. He can cash in on any champion he wants. And this is WWE. You know how many times they bent the rules and changed their own rules? I mean, they had the money in the bank being cashed in on a United States championship this year. Give me a break. Give me a break. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you very much. Thank you guys so much for the Super Chats. Your generosity means the world to me. Hit that thumbs up. Thank you for a 1,000 likes. Thank you for the new memberships and the recommitment to the VIP club. And like I said, go check out all that good stuff on the channel, on the homepage. Manscaped. Go get your t-shirts on Bonfire, man. Pick up some Summer Scam t-shirts, man. It'll be here before you know it. And as always, I'll see you guys in the sub boxes tomorrow with more news right here on Off the Script. Have a good night, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow right here back on the podcast. Yeah.